Pitchers and catchers reported today. So on today's episode of Locked On A's, we're going over the three biggest moves of the offseason to get you guys ready for 2023 spring training, all of that stuff. Let's get into it, you guys. You are Locked On A's, your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. How's it going, A's fans? And welcome to episode 529 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke. And on today's show, we're talking about the Sean Murphy trade. We're talking about some other things that also happened this winter. But before we get into anything, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook partner of the Locked On. Uh, make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Uh, also, before we get started, make sure to follow the podcast wherever you like to hear podcasts. Uh, we're on YouTube. Uh, we're trying to get to 1,000 subscribers. We're we're middling in the 800s right now. We need we need a few, a couple of hundred of you guys to subscribe to the channel. So if you're not subscribed yet, please subscribe. Uh, like, comment down below. If you don't know what to comment, you could say, I'm so handsome and so good at baseball. Or you can give me an A's win prediction for 2023. Are they going to be better than 60 wins? Are they going to be worse than 60 wins? Are they going to be pushing for like 75 wins as some people think? Uh, let me know down in the comments below. But let's get into today's episode uh, where, you know, you can follow us wherever. Uh, let's not get into the episode yet. There's still more things to plug. Uh, follow us on social media at LockedOnAce on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at ByJasonB on Twitter. Check out Inside the A's for more A's news, insight, and analysis coming your way. When A's news happens, it's at Inside the A's. There's also some a, a fun thing that I might have to announce soon with Inside the A's. Uh, I'm waiting for it to be official, but... Keep an ear out here, and I'll announce it over there as well. But um, also, uh, there, there's the A's made a signing. That's it inside the A's. There's some updates on uh, some th some things from the first day of spring training. That's it inside the A's. I'll talk about that at, at, on Locked On A's before too long, but they're already up at Inside the A's. So go check out Inside the A's. It's, you know, I guess if you want the actual URL, it's si.com slash MLB slash athletics. Uh, but it, just check out Inside the A's at Inside the A's on Twitter. You can find every article ever posted right over there. But let's talk about the three biggest moves of the A's winter. Obviously, we're starting number one. Sean Murphy traded to Atlanta. They sent him to Atlanta. Hoel Piamps to Milwaukee. Uh, the A's got left-handed pitcher Kyle Muller, right-handed pitcher Freddie Tarnock, right-handed pitcher Roy Bear Salinas, and... Center fielder, Asturi Ruiz, who's going to be talked about a lot this spring. So, And also Kyle Muller. He's going to be in uh, the, the mix for a rotation spot. So those two guys are the big guys to come just entering into the 2023 season. Freddie Tarnock could be a nice bullpen piece. Robert Salinas is a little bit lower in the minors. We'll talk about all those guys right here. Um, this is the, the biggest move because Sean Murphy was the best player for the A's last year, uh, both offensively and defensively. He was just the best. So uh, losing him kind of stinks. And when you heard some of the, the trade uh, uh, trade 
not proposals, what the A's wanted from, like, the Cardinals. They wanted uh, a lot of guys, and they wound up with this package, and we'll see how it goes. Um, obviously, we, we wish Frankie Montas well. Uh, he's going to be getting shoulder surgery, apparently, uh, according to first day of Yankees camp, um, and he might miss the entire season. That stinks, but it, it makes the trade look really good from the A's perspective now. And, uh, you know, uh, obviously we want Frankie Montas to be healthy. We want him to have success. But as I said, when it happened, not necessarily with the Yankees. And this is, it's okay. I hope that he's healthy. And, uh, you know, when he hits free agency next winter, maybe the A's sign him for a one-year deal. That would be great because uh, he was healthy and effective with the Oakland A's. And I would like to see him back. So, Frankie, uh, heal up, sign with the A's next winter. And, uh, you know. Best wishes is all, is all I have to say about that. Uh, but let's talk a little bit about this trade. Um, it, it it basically moved the A's best uh, offensive player and you know overall player uh, from 2022 and uh, paired him in Atlanta with the A's best player offensively and defensively from 2021 in medals. And so that's that's fun. Yay! Just uh, putting a smile on it. <laughs> Just smiling through the pain of being an, an A's fan every single day. But uh, Roy Bear Salinas, he is six foot three, 205. He's almost 22 years old. Uh, he's a right-handed pitcher. And in 2022, between A-ball and high A, he had a 355 ERA. He K'd 175 batters in 109 innings. That's really good. I'm very intrigued to see how he develops. I'm going to be keeping tabs on him in 2023, both here and at here and at Inside the A's. So uh, go check out either one. Which, if you want it in writing, Inside the A's. If you want it face to face, you want to have a conversation about Salinas, come to Locked On A's, uh, and or you know, I guess you can do it on you know through your ears you know, wherever podcasts are. <laughs> uh, Freddie Tarnock. He was another part of this deal. He is 24 years old. He is a right-handed pitcher, and he has uh, two thirds of a scoreless inning in Major League Baseball. So he's he's a shutdown guy in the big leagues in two thirds of an inning. Uh, he's been a starting pitcher mostly, but he could end up in the A's bullpen mix. Seeing how you know things shake out, uh, he's been bandied about as a reliever in a, a few different publications. And so the A's have a lot of guys that are vying for a rotation spot already. And there's a, some depth behind them. They've got like eight or nine starters without Freddie Tarnock already. Um, they've also moved a couple of starters. So they're a little bit, uh, they're not as, as deep as they were just a couple of weeks ago uh, when they still had AJ Puck and Cole Irvin, but they still got s some guys that are intriguing and uh, you know, we'll see what happens, but Freddie Tarnock could also be a bullpen piece Maybe as soon as this year, maybe as soon as like the first month of the season, we'll see what happens there. Uh, Kyle Muller, he's going to be fighting for a spot in the A's rotation on opening day. Um, so that's going to be on his to-do list this spring. Uh, Atlanta didn't have room for him, basically, is why they, they shipped him. Uh, they, they have a lot of good starting pitchers. And Kyle Muller, they, they brought him up and he didn't shine immediately. So he might need, you know, some, some starts under his belt, some, some consistent starts to be up in the big leagues every fifth day. It just gets some innings. That that might be what it takes. And also the A's have a habit of getting some guys and it's having, they have success at the Coliseum and that works out well for us. So Kyle Muller could be one of those guys. He could just 
you know, need to develop a little bit more at the big league level. And the A's should be able to offer him some sort of a, a role in the rotation at some point this season. If not on an opening day, then by the second half of the season, when uh, some other guys are definitely going to be traded. So uh, he's he's going to be interesting. Um, they, they He also, through the Langoliers, this is just a, an interesting tidbit that I wrote about at Inside the A's, but uh, he threw to Langoliers once in AAA. So he has some experience throwing them uh, when they were both in the Atlanta system still, and that was in 2021. Uh, Langoliers came up for like a few games at the end of the uh, 2021 season, and Kyle Muller started one of those games. He threw three innings, gave up four hits, one earned run, and he struck out eight. There's only nine outs to get. He struck out eight guys. Uh, I am interested to see if that strikeout rate continues because it's absurdly high. I don't think it will because... It's not impossible, but it's improbable. Let's say that. Um, but, hey, maybe they're a good tandem together. Maybe that will be what gets him a spot in the A's rotation. Ken Walchek had some good, you know, starts with uh, with Shea Langelier's behind the dish. He was actually, that that's where most of uh, Langelier's starts came from, were in Ken Walchek's starts. But uh, notably, the, the last start that Walchek made, made against the Angels when he went seven, I believe, shutout innings, uh, it was actually Stephen Vogt that caught him that game. So take out that one, and you're like, ah, he, he was okay with Langley's behind the dish, but they're going to have a little bit more of a rapport going into 2023. But the, the big piece that we're going to talk about right now, it's Asturi Ruiz's birthday today. He's 24 years old, uh, as I'm recording this on Wednesday night. So it, by the time you hear this, it might not be his birthday, but wish him happy birthday anyway, because I'm very excited about Asturi Ruiz heading into 2023. He is the guy that everybody is going to have their eyes on because he's essentially why this trade came to fruition is because the A's wanted him. He's why the Brewers got brought into this deal is because the A's wanted Asturi Ruiz. And uh, the, the, the big thing for him that everybody's going to talk about is that he stole 85 bases last season, uh, mostly in the minor leagues. And uh, that's a lot. That's a lot of bases. And you may have seen the pictures on online of the two bases that you have the, the 2022 base and then the much bigger, it's enormous uh, 2023 base. And uh, it's it's like this big. It, it, it It's not a huge difference, but hey, any advantage that Historia Ruiz can have with his 70 or 80 grade speed, depending on where you're you're listening, uh, he he's he's a fast guy. I'm excited for him to get on base and then just do what Ricky used to do and uh, create some Ricky runs. Hopefully, that, I mean that's <laughs> Ricky Anderson is one of the best players of all time, and uh, I, I'm not trying to compare him and say that he's going to be Ricky Henderson. I'm just saying. It'd be fun to see every now and then. So let's let's see that. Uh, if he hits like 250, I'll be I'll be stoked about that. But let's see what happens with him. Uh, in 36 major league plate appearances, he hit 171 with a 194 on base. Not great, but uh, he has he he performed a lot better in the minor leagues last year, which is why he's been traded so many times. Uh, maybe they don't feel like uh, he's gonna you know come into his own and hit his ceiling, but. The A's got playing time for him. He's probably going to be the A's starting opening day center fielder. So they've got playing time for him. They've got a, a decent amount invested in him. They gave up Sean Murphy to get him. Uh, so let's see what happens. He's got some tools. I'm excited to see. I'm not necessarily worried about his bat. That's 36 plate appearances. At, but split between two different teams. So it's not like it was a consistent opportunity. 
I think he's got a little bit of pop. He might be able to run into 20 home runs a season with like 30, 35, 40 steals. He might be able to steal some bags. If he's getting on base, he's going to run. And uh, I think that some of their new rules, like the, you can't throw over more than two times, um, that, that's a rule that could help him. And he's going to be familiar with that rule because he's been in the minor leagues of late, and you know, in the last couple of seasons. And uh, so he's, he's going to know what's going on with the pitch clock, with the bigger bases. He's familiar with these. Major League pitchers that have been there for a few years are not. He might actually have a leg up, and that might let him run around the bases to start the season, and he might make us fall in love with him immediately. I'm very excited about Asturi Ruiz. So that is the the biggest move that the A's made, is acquiring all of these guys for Sean Murphy. Obviously, it's the A's doing business like they do, and uh, a lot of sour feelings from the A's fan base, but... There, there's some talent here. We're going to see how it goes starting in just a just a little while. Like 10 days, I think, is when uh, games actually start up. So excited about that. Pitchers and catchers reported it's baseball season. I'm stoked. But there's also a couple of more moves that we got to talk about that are intriguing moves that the A's made and kind of shape their offseason, I think. So uh, we're going to talk about those here in just one minute. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and three-pointers drained, which is just made for when Steph Curry comes back from uh, the, the injured list. What do they call it in basketball? The injured list? Injured reserve? Whichever one it is. When he comes back, uh, or, or he just hurts, I guess. I don't know that he's like on a list right now, but he's hurt. He's not playing currently. But when he comes back, three-pointers drain on the over every single day uh, and make money, maybe. I don't know. Uh, plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with same-game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your first no-sweat, your no-sweat first bet, that's the one, uh, up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Uh, to, to learn a little bit more about that offer. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Welcome back to the Locked On Ace podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. We're on all of the platforms, so uh, there's really no excuse not to subscribe to the podcast, honestly. Uh, and if you're on YouTube, make sure to hit that sub button. Smash the subscribe button because that's what the kids say. And uh, that, that would be very helpful. And if you're already subscribed to the podcast, give us a thumbs up. Give us a little like over there and uh, comment down below because that is what helps grow the podcast and help the uh, the YouTube algorithm find other fans like yourself is by commenting and liking on the video. Uh, again, if you don't know what to write, give me an A's win prediction for 2023. Are they going to be better? Are they going to be worse? What are your thoughts? What are your concerns about the A's? And maybe I'll address them on a future episode of the podcast. So comment down below and I'll give you guys a shout out as well. That's a new thing that I'm going to start doing. Shout outs to the commenters. So comment just the nicest things that you can say about the podcast or just about me. I could use compliments too. It's nice. <laughs> but let's talk about the A's second biggest move of the winter. And when I... Uh, what, in preparation for this podcast, I already knew what I was going to talk about, but uh, I was like, hey, what do you guys think the three biggest moves are? Uh, I, I tweeted that out at on the Lockdown Ace Twitter account just a couple of days ago, and uh, everybody was like, oh, it's the Sean Murphy deal, and then 
here's a couple of other ones. This one was one of the, the, the main culprits, I would say, and that's signing Shintaro Fujinami. Uh, one, very excited about this this move because when was the last time the A's held a press conference? Uh, the last one I remember was a decade ago. I forget his name currently, uh, but uh, Nakajima? Yeah, I think it was Nakajima. Um, and I believe that that is what was actually reported by uh, Martin Gallegos was it, that it was that actual <laughs> that, that actual signing was uh, the, the last time that the A's held a press conference. So get excited because he might be good. He might not be good, but he might be good. He's going to be very entertaining no matter what. He's going to be either walking a bunch of guys or striking a bunch of guys out. Maybe he's going to do both. Uh, he's also going to be adjusting to the big league game, you know, just like Otani had to do in his first season. Obviously, there, there's going to be some growing pains here, but maybe if he pitches well enough and the A's don't trade him, they might trade him. Uh, but if he pitches well enough, maybe the A's sign him to an extension. Maybe I'm insane too. I don't know. Uh, I I am an insane person and I am an irrational uh, human being sometimes. I'm like, yeah, the A's have not shown, uh, you know, a proclivity to try and sign anybody ever, but maybe this guy is different. I, I doubt it, but I'm going to I'm going to hold on to that hope <laughs> until he's traded at least. Uh at the very least he offers a lot of intrigue as somebody that was once rivaled what he he was once the rival of Shohei Otani in Japan and obviously uh you know he he has had some trouble with his his command and he's walked a bunch of guys but Last season, it seemed like he turned that around usually using mostly just his, his four-seamer or his fastball and his splitter. He just focused on those two a little bit more. And then his slider got away every now and then, according to reports. But it seems as though, you know, he's got a little mix right now. And I'm intrigued to see how it translates to the big league game, the, the you know, the major leagues, if you will. Um, his splitter... I think comes in at 91, which is one of the hardest splitters in baseball. So it was a it was a very hard pitch in Japan. It's still a really hard pitch in the majors. So he's got that going for him. I'm intrigued to see how that plays against big league hitters as well. Uh, he's going to have to have three pitches if he's going to stay in the rotation. And also, how's he going to go every fifth day as opposed to every sixth day? Like, how does that, you know, uh, come into play here? Uh, how How is uh, Mark Kotze going to work him into the rotation so that he, he gets those extra days of rest as needed? Things that I'm in, in, intrigued about here. But if he's pitching well, I, obviously I want the A's to sign, every, you know, not everybody, but, you know, him particularly because he's intriguing and he's going to offer, he's going to bring some eyeballs to the A's. He's going to offer, uh, you know, something for us to watch. So I like that. But if he does get traded, uh, it's probably because he's pitching fairly well. And he, he offers that intrigue where teams might actually give out a, a, a prospect or two that were like, hey, that, that could actually help the A's rebuild. So that is why this is a big move. It's going to offer, uh, you know, people a reason to just watch the A's every fifth or sixth day. And then he might also turn into a nice trade chip at the trade deadline because the A's are in the middle of a rebuild and everybody's on the table, apparently. Even guys with four years of control, nobody is off limits right now. So uh, watch out, everybody on the A's roster. You might be next. But this one makes sense because he's on a one-year deal. Um, it's not, you know, going to arbitration after this. He's on a one-year deal and it's for a few million dollars. So it would make sense um, that he would get traded if he's pitching well, and that's probably why the A's are taking a chance on him and uh, giving him a chance in the rotation because that's where, you know, they could 
get some some more bang for their buck on a return. So uh, that's a downer to end it on. But the next skip person on my list might be around for a few years, and that is why I am excited about him and why he is my number three. So we're going to talk about Ryan Noda coming up. Welcome back to the Locked On Ace Podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. Follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter. Check out Inside the A's for more A's news, insight, and analysis coming your way. Whenever A's news happens, it's at Inside the A's. Um, and I'll, th- there might be some some stuff coming your way from Inside the A's that you should be excited about. Uh, I've also been releasing uh, just player previews, player outlooks. Um, just on Inside the A's. I've got Shayla Ingaliers and Ken Waldachuk up already. I'm probably going to be doing uh, Esturi Ruiz next. Maybe, maybe Shintaro Fujinami next. Uh, one of those two, because I'm trying to go with the most intriguing guys heading into camp for me. Um, and I'm trying to get those guys, you know, up quick so that you guys are excited about A's baseball just more rapidly. So that's what we're doing there. But the third biggest move that the A's made you could argue that it's Trevor May signing with the A's because he might be excited about signing with the A's. Jace Peterson is excited to roam around, uh, you know, third base where Matt Chapman used to play. He mentioned Matt Chapman by name in his introductory, not even press conference, just his Zoom meeting. Um, and, you know, Elidmus Diaz, he could be an intriguing guy. But uh, Diaz and Peterson, they're, they're platoon guys. Trevor May probably getting traded by, by midseason. So I, I did not include him. Um, there, there's, you know, some other moves. Jesus Aguilar, maybe that's the biggest move if he has a nice rebound season. But I'm taking the guy that's probably going to be sharing time with Jesus Aguilar at first base, and that is Ryan Noda, a Rule 5 draftee. Uh, these have had some hit and misses with the Rule 5 of late. Obviously, their biggest hit was Mark Canna in 2014, and then he debuted with the team in 2015. Um, it, I mean, they didn't even draft him, so uh, they, they traded for him from the Rockies? I want to say Marlins, one of those. No, he was drafted from the Marlins. I think that the Rockies drafted him and then the A's sent over a, a prospect in order to get Mark Hanna, And that worked out great. And then they, you know, the, in recent years, they've had Kai Tom, who didn't work out so well. Vimeo Machin, mixed bag. He's intriguing. He's now with the Phillies, if you if you miss that. Um, so, you know, they, they, they've had a mixed bag. Some okay big leaguers. Some guys, And then also Mark Hanna, who was, who was great. And uh, Ryan Noda is... I think going to be closer to Mark Canna if he hits closer to his ceiling because he's got some tools. He's got some on-base ability. He's kind of like Jack Cust, I want to say. He's got some pop. He's got some on-base. He's just, uh, you know, a, a generation late to be Jack Cust. But uh, let's see if it plays, I guess. His, his projections aren't great. Um, I think they have him projected to hit like 200 with like a 265 on base or something like that. Maybe his on base is a little bit higher, but like he's going to, they haven't projected to hit 200 and uh, that's wild. Um, but he, he did hit 259 last year with a 395 on base and an 869 OPS and 25 home runs in AAA. That's a good stat line. That's a stat line that I will, I will take a chance on. And I think that the A's are taking a chance on that stat line because I mean, if, if it pans out, they got a first baseman for a while or a first baseman for, you know, half a season until Tyler Soderstrom comes up and then they can move Ryan Noda to the outfield as well. Um, they guys have a lot of extra guys right now. Um, you got Tyler Soderstrom probably coming up to be the first baseman. Then you got, you know, you, you would assume that he could, uh, Ryan Noda could place left field, but you got Seth Brown there. So you, you trade Seth Brown, but also J.J. Bladey 
could also play left field, or maybe you move Blade to right field and you trade Ramon Laureano too. I don't know. They got a bunch of extra guys right now. You got Jordan Diaz, who's going to be playing second base, maybe. And also Zach Geloff, who has been getting more time at second base. They got a lot of guys. They got some things to figure out. There's probably going to be more trades of, that we're not like expecting, but they're like, oh, well, we're going to do this now. And it's going to be a wild time in the next year or so, I would imagine, because uh, once the A's figure out who they want on their team, they're, they're going to trade the other guys and get rid of some of their depth. But they've got a lot of options right now. And Ryan Noda is a, is a very good one, I think. He's going to be 27 on opening day. I believe his birthday is the 30th, and I think that, that is opening day. Um, so there's that. Uh, the Dodgers, honestly, they just had too many talented guys. So they just left Ryan Nota unprotected. And that is why he's there. Uh, the A's have been after him for a few years now. They tried to get him in the Sheldon Noisy deal. Uh, and they, they didn't. <laughs> they didn't at all. Uh, so they got uh, Cody Thomas, who's good. He, he's fine. And also uh, Adam Kalerik uh, in that deal. And so that that is how that worked out. But they, they, they tried for him on a few different occasions. And now they have him. They... Just took him a, a Rule 5 pick, and I'm intrigued. Uh, with the Rule 5 pick, it means that he has to be on the opening day roster and on the roster for the entirety of the season for the A's to maintain his rights, to maintain team control over Ryan Noda. Uh, he could also be sent down to the minor leagues next season if he makes it through the the entirety of 2023. But, uh, you know, if he makes it through the entire season, you probably want him to keep playing at the big league level at the age of 28, is my guess. Um, but he just gives me Jack Cuss vibes, as I mentioned. He, he can slug. He can probably hit you 20, 25 home runs at the big league level. Maybe not as many because he's going to be playing the Coliseum and whatever. But uh, he's a good lefty bat. I, I'm intrigued by the, the idea of Ryan Noda at the very least. Uh, we're going to see, you know, what his strengths and weaknesses are coming up in spring training. So when games start, I'm going to be very interested to see uh, why. I mean, obviously, if you have a chance to sign Freddie Freeman, you sign Freddie Freeman, and then you, the, you have the prospect, you know, as backup, I guess. And also you have Max Muncy. They, they had a bunch of guys at first base at the Dodgers that they, they could just do things with. But Ryan Oda seems like a, an interesting guy, and they just left him unprotected as opposed to, like, trying to trade him or anything and so that's just weird um i think that he could legitimately work his way into some some regular playing time in 2023 uh, we're gonna see how he does and if he gets that if he works his way into regular playing time this season he could also be an a's regular in 2024 and beyond i'm very intrigued by him as well so those are the three biggest moves of the A's offseason. Sean Murphy going to Atlanta to be, you know, friends again with Matt Olson, I guess. Uh, Shintaro Fujinami, because he's going to bring eyeballs to the A's, and that's always nice. Um, you know, I'm tired of people talking about the attendance, and it's not going to be better this season because the A's have not tried, and by the A's, I mean ownership has not tried, and uh, they're they're still flirting with Las Vegas, and maybe they're they're doing more than flirting at this point. We'll have to talk about that at some point soon, but uh, coming up later this week, we're going to be talking about a few different things. Uh, I got a bunch of topics. I don't know which one I want to do yet. I could do player outlooks. I could talk about, you know, Shea Lingelers and Ken Waldachuk and Asturio Ruiz. I could do stuff like that. I could do breakout picks. Who do I think is going to break out this season? Um, I could also uh, just go over, you know, three guys that could lead the A's in war. Who are the best players on this team in 2023? Get you excited about some other guys. It's it's similar to breakout players, but it's also not necessarily because you probably know these guys already. Um, so that could be, that's 
those are my options right now. I have to write one up and then I'll figure out which one I'm going to do. So if you, if you have a preference, let me know down in the comments below. But that is all that I got for you guys today. Thank you so much for making the Lockdown Ace your first listen of the day. For your second lesson, go check out Lindsey Crosby of Lockdown MLB Prospects because he is a prospect encyclopedia and he is a workhorse. He does... He does the everyday thing like writes <laughs> and he does mailbag questions. So if you have a question about an ace prospect, just go hit up Lindsey Crosby on Twitter and be like, hey, talk about my favorite A's prospect. And then he will. So go do that. Uh, but that is all that I got for you guys today. So until next time, go out and celebrate good times, ace fans. And I will talk with you soon. Hey.